So Luke chapter 1, 31 to 38, page 1026, in case you've lost that. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, let's just pray again. I'm very conscious uh, of my weakness uh, and our sinfulness as we come to these things. So please, let's pray um, that God would help us. Father, these stories, these true stories are so familiar to us that often we just pass them by or assume that we already understand them. So, Lord, please speak to us afresh. Wherever we're coming from in our hearts, Lord, we ask that you would speak that we might see Jesus more clearly and trust in him. Amen. Well, in Mary's response to the word of God brought to her by the angel, we see the right response. What is that response? Well, it's this. Trust in God's word about Jesus. Like Mary, we see Mary respond in the right way. What does she say? I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. But it's not as if Mary blindly accepts what the angel says. She has questions, reasonable questions. Verse 34, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. See, see Mary wants to understand how this will happen, how she will give birth to one who is the Son of the Most High, the Holy One. Maybe she thinks, how can that happen? I know that I'm not holy. The, the one promised to King David hundreds of years, how can this be? And I think this opens up for us the idea that there's two kinds of questions that we can ask at this time of year. Questions that enable trust in God or questions that avoid trust in God. It is clear that Mary's question, unlike that of Zechariah in chapter 1, enables her to trust what God says about Jesus because she says, may your word to me be fulfilled. She, she trusts God. And it's subtly different, her question, to the question that Zechariah asked. So if you just flip back with me to chapter 1, verse 18. Zechariah similarly had a vision of an angel and a message from God through the angel. But how does he respond, this theologically well-educated priest? 
How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well on in years. Now we might think, well, that doesn't sound that different. But the commentators suggest that the, the way that he's expressing himself is, I want a sign. I want you to do something for me that means I can be sure. I mean, I've, I've had an angelic revelation from God, but how can I be sure? I mean, you, can, you can tell the sort of slight irony in uh, the angel Gabriel. Maybe, the, maybe Gabriel was English. How does the angel answer? I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. In other words, Zachariah had more than enough to trust what he was being told. But his question was not to trust God. His question was rooted in unbelief. He didn't want to trust God. And I wonder if some of us find ourselves asking those kinds of questions. Questions which test God, which demand from God to do something else for us individually, because in our case, we're just not as gullible as other people who believe. We're not as trusting, we're not as stupid. But no, there's two kinds of questions. Questioning is not in and of itself wrong. It's what motivates our questions. You see, there can be, and I come across many people who ask these kinds of questions, but they're questions to avoid belief, because all of them have answers. What about suffering in the world? What about all the suffering I've been through or I'm going through? You can't be intelligent to be a Christian, can you? You can't trust in things that you cannot see or prove by science, can you? All religions lead to God. It doesn't really matter what you believe, does it, as long as you're a good person, question mark. Are we, if we're asking questions like that, open to the answers that God will give us? Or are they just a smokescreen where we're avoiding trusting God for whatever reason? Don't be like Zachariah. Be like Mary this Christmas. What did she do? How did she respond to God's word to her? Well, she asks a question and then she listens to the answer. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, now there are, there's riches in this verse. Verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come on you or come upon you. This is language of the Holy Spirit empowering people in the Old Testament, whether it's King Saul or King David or the prophets. The Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Again, this is language of God coming down in darkness at Mount Sinai. God leading his people in the cloud. God tabernacling with his people. So the Holy One to be called, born will be called the Son of God. These words are full of meaning, pregnant with meaning, if you'll forgive the pun. The, the Holy Spirit will come upon Mary in such a powerful way, like the prophets and kings of old, that a miracle will happen. 
as he did whenever he came on people in mighty power. God will overshadow Mary in, in such a way as symbolized by thick darkness, the mystery of his self-revelation of himself, that he will dwell in her. Like he did at Mount Sinai, like he did in the temple. This is a work of creation, the beginning of a new covenant. And some of us might ask, well, how could this be without a human sperm, without DNA coming from somewhere? This is, maybe it's parthenogenesis. Or some kind of mutation. No. They're not bad questions, but they are if they avoid belief. I mean, if God created the whole universe at a word, if he sustains the billions of galaxies over billions of years, sorry if that is difficult for some of you to hear, but that's where I'm coming from, if this vast universe is sustained by the word of the Son of God, the might and power of the Holy Spirit, is it difficult for God to do a virgin birth? One of the uh, quotations from the commentators say this, the laws of nature are not chains which the divine legislator has laid upon himself. They are threads which he holds in his hand and he shortens or lengthens at will. He controls the laws of nature. He can change them whenever he wants. And the angel declares, verse 37, for no word from God will ever fail. What God says will happen. God, God is not short in power. His arm is not too short to do what he desires. And as Mary hears this, her questions are answered, and she trusts in God. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Mary submits to what the Lord wants to do with her life because she has had her question answered even in her situation by his gracious word. She will conceive. She will give birth to Jesus. She will be the mother of the Messiah. And as she will celebrate, all generations will be talking about her. This is something God will do. And here we are talking about an insignificant first-century teenager thousands of years later. Why do you think that might be? Trust in God's word about Jesus, like Mary. Uh, some of you will be able to tell me which TV programs these are and which Facebook videos they are about a rich person appearing undercover. You know, they can sort of join in with sort of charitable work for a bit. Do you know the ones I'm talking about? And then all of a sudden they reveal, ta-da, I'm really, really wealthy and here's millions of pounds to transform your situation. Tell me afterwards what I'm vaguely remembering. It, it's emotional. It, it's, it is moving to see how people didn't realize who they'd become familiar with and now they realize who this person is and how much he can transform their lives, or their charity, whatever it might be. Have we seen 
who Jesus is. Like Mary, have we heard what he says so that we are glad, glad to trust God, glad to say to our God, may your word to me be fulfilled. Your word to me to forgive all my sins, may that be fulfilled. Your word to me to take my frail and weak body and raise it to immortality. May that be fulfilled in me, Jesus. God's promise to us to take away the heart of flesh that loves to sin and to give it a heart of, sorry, a heart of stone that loves to sin and a heart of flesh that loves to do what God wants. May your word to me be fulfilled. To, to transform us through whatever we go through in life to become perfectly conformed to the beautiful character of Jesus Christ. Lord, may your word to me be fulfilled. Can we, or can we say afresh, with Mary, joyfully and delightfully, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Because she knows it will. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, please help us to be less like Zechariah, demanding of you, the Almighty, to convince us individually. Lord, thank you that you have done all we need to trust you. Help us in our hearts, Lord, to be those that see who Jesus really is. To have hearts that are moved by who he is and what he's done to have hearts that trust in him and delightfully say with Mary, may your word to me be fulfilled. Amen.